You do with the Mogwai what your society has done with all of nature's gifts. You do not understand. You are not ready. First, you have to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, stations, scanning for gremlins, 1984. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 151 where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving this show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Peter Panda, The Feeling Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, and three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod, and sailing with me as always is your exo, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. We got a fantastic podcast for a fantastic world, Paul. We're making the illogical logical, Francisco. XO, who is rewinding with us for Gremlins? This time we are joined by a new guest. He is a game designer, podcaster, and loves everything D&D, Doomsday Theory. Wait, everything D&D? Did I read that right? Oh, we got to talk about that later. Anyway, Death Cab for a Cutie. Welcome aboard Chase Lehman from We're All Doomed Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Chase. Thank you, Paul. Looking forward to hearing more from Chase later and also finding out uh, how we answer this movie's trivial question. I will be answering it later, but here is the question so you guys can be thinking about it. At least one of Katie Berenger's, who, who is played by Phoebe Cates, uh, one of, she's the girlfriend or love interest in Gremlins, if you don't recall, uh, one of, at least one of her screams in the scene at Dory's Tavern is a genuine scream, you know, when she's fighting all the Gremlins. An enormous cockroach crawled out in front of her during one take. So what you guys scream that loud? There's these big creature, gremlin creatures. That's fine, but a little roach comes out and she goes. Okay, well here's your trivial question, guys. Okay, if you (laughs) if some real creature unexpectedly appeared before you, what would it have to be to make you audibly react? It doesn't necessarily have to be like a screech, but it'd be like "Uh," or ah or anything like that. Okay, don't answer now. Don't answer now. Be thinking about that, and we'll answer that (laughs) later. But for now, XO, here is your course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, production details for Gremlins, and then we'll discuss the things we liked and disliked about the movie. Then we'll follow that up with our final rating of classic, nostalgic, or tragic, and then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, XO? Yep. That about does it. Course laid in, Alice. Rewind when ready. (laughs) Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. They're clever. They're mischievous. They'll get into the kitchen. The basement. The garage. They'll get into anything. And once they get in... There's a real gremlin in my car! You're in for it. Gremlins. They'll be expecting you at a special sneak preview Saturday, May 19th. Directed by Joe Dante. Rated PG. Yes, it was rated PG, but do we remember it being a PG-ish movie? Well, here's, here's what we do remember about Gremlins. Teenage son gets frustrated at Gizmo and gives in to his whining for KFC after midnight. Then Gizmo makes other Gremlins, or does he get wet for that? It was... I was pretty young when I watched Gremlins for the first time, so my initial thought was, I want more dogs, so maybe just pour water on them. <laughs> uh, don't get them wet. Okay, how about we drop the, ba- the baddies in a pool? I have no idea how they recover from that, but Gizmo saves the day, Rambo style. Finally, Asian salesman comes back and steals Gizmo back from the father. No refund. <laughs> yeah, not all of that was quite right. In fact, I'd say it was... 
So even though that wasn't all technically right, Paul, why don't you give us some of the technical details of the production for Gremlins? All right, Gremlin is an hour and 30 minutes and was released January 11th, 2017 in the Philippines. It's directed by Ryan <sighs> Belgart. Every time with this, Adam. Paul, every time with this? What? <laughs> That's it's the not, movie Gremlin. Yeah, we're talking about the 1984 version. You know what's really funny about the movie Gremlin, by the way? What? Ryan Belgard actually made another movie called Jurassic Games, in which I did the 3D animation and tracking for. So. Really? <laughs> Whoa. What are the odds? That's pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. Ryan Belgard, Small World. Yeah, right. Yeah, wow. Okay, so we're not talking about Gremlin? <laughs> well, I don't know. It sounds like this, we this are. very interesting to me. Maybe we should talk about Gremlin. <laughs> no, go, go, go forward with the, the 1984 version, Paul. Okay, Gremlins, with an S, is rated PG. It runs an hour and 46 minutes. It was released June 8th, 1984 in the USA. This movie was directed by Joe Dante and written by Christopher Columbus and stars... Uh, Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, and a few people you may or may not recognize. Yeah, for instance, and some of these, the director and some of the actors have been on, not been on our show, but been in movies we've covered on past episodes of the podcast. For instance, director Joe Dante also directed Explorers, which we covered on RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 17. Corey Feldman played Pete in Gremlins and also was a bank robber. I didn't realize this. He was a bank robber in Maverick slash 38. What? Yeah, I know, right? And wow. was, of course, the voice of Donatello in Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we covered in Slash 43. And also, uh, Judge Reinhold was, apparently, I thought he was going to have more of a, a spot here in Gremlins, but he played uh, the sort of, I forget his name, in the Santa Claus. But he's in the Santa Claus. He's the guy with the the uh Oscar Mayer weenie whistle that he didn't get. Oh, yeah. And that was slash 136. What about the guy that, uh, with the the tra- the tractor guy, he was... Uh... Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you, Paul. That was uh, Dick Miller. He was Murray Futterman. And in addition, he was also Charlie Drake in Explorers, again, slash 17. And he was the pawn shop clerk in The Terminator, slash 89. Oh, and oh. one more I forgot about. Harry... Harry Carey Jr. played Mr. Anderson, who I'm not sure who that was in this, but uh, he played that as well as Zeke, the saloon old-timer number two in Back to the Future <laughs> 3, slash, which was our episode, slash 77. Yeah, I think that covers right. it, Paul. Go for it. All right, for now. Because uh, Corey Feldman is also in the Goonies that our Patreons have access to our commentary for. They so get on that. Yes. All right. The budget of this film was $11 million, and it went on to gross over $150 million in the box office. Oh, my word. All right. So, speaking of box office, this is a horror comedy. So, it is both. So, talking about... <laughs> U- exactly. U.S. release-only box offices. We're talking about money coming in. Okay. There's been 131 since uh, the 1980. 131 horror comedies. Correct. Okay. So, out of all... I I always mess up on how to explain this. Where does it rank? Yeah, where does it rank as far as box office in the U.S. Hmm. from 131? This horror comedy includes movies like Ghostbusters to Zombieland. Okay. Well, I'll let you guess first, Chase. Number two. Number two. Whoa, two. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to guess, <clears throat> I'm going to guess 30, 30, but the right answer was number three. What? So our oh my guess. gosh. Mm. Ghostbusters mm. was one. No, no, I, I meant, I meant 30 divided by uh, 10. Oh. So yeah. I, oh, too bad you didn't say that, but <laughs> now this movie also has a setting at Christmas. There's a certain category that is, it's not a Christmas movie, but there are movies set during the Christmas holiday. Okay. Okay. And there are uh, 43 of them. And these movies include thing, uh, movies such as uh, like Batman Returns, the original Die Hard, which people think it's a Christmas movie, but it's really a Christmas setting movie. Like While You Were Sleeping is set at Christmas, Rocky Four. So out of 143, 
What number do you think that is? Uh, I'll go first this time. Um, geez. Okay, this one's got to be lower, I think. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll edge my bets and say twenty-five. <laughs> twenty-five. All right. How about you? Oh, uh, I'm going for six. Six. Wow. It is six, right on the dot. <laughs> hacks. You're using hacks. <laughs> I wow. <wish. laughs> stop. Stop rolling your natural d20s there, uh, Chase. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's. I mean, good job, Chase. I'm not sort of. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's really amazing. Good job. I was always Iron, pretty good at multiple choice. Oh, Iron cool. Man number three was number one, by the way. Wait, how's that? Multiple, because I mean, it's out of forty-three choices. Well, I guess multiple All right. choice. All right. <laughs> Anything else, Paul? No, that's it. Okay. Unless you want to add the show, make the show longer. No, let's let's start <laughs> actually getting the roundtable, talking about the things we liked about Gremlins. And let's start with our guest, Chase. What's one thing you liked about this movie? Uh, one of my favorite things, the music. Uh, it's definitely a classic. It's very like Jaws-like. You understand. You hear that music, you're, you know it's Gremlins. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's both upbeat and also very disturbing. <laughs> yes. So that tiny like dun, 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 yep. yeah. Oh man. It was all synthesized, right? I I mean maybe. Or was it a mix? I, I because I know there were certain parts that were definitely synthesized, but I couldn't I wasn't paying attention enough to hear if it was orchestra laid in later. Do you know Chase? I I was I have no that. idea. I should have actually looked that up. Yeah, I I could I mean if you told me it was played on a harpsichord, I would believe you cuz it had that <laughs> sort of sound, but I don't know for sure. Uh, was the music uh, one of your likes, Paul? No. Okay. What, what was one <laughs> of your likes? I'll save the music for another part, though. <laughs> okay. What was one of your likes? One though? of the things that I absolutely love with the dad is at the convention, and there's certain things going <laughs> oh. on, oh, you know, yes. like the robot from uh, for, uh, for uh, Forbidden Planet. Lost in Space. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Planet. Yeah, he's in know, actually both. I got those both. confused. Wait, he's in Lost I think in he's space in too? both. I don't think I don't so. know. I get those. It's a, it's a different too, robot. But yeah, All right. Anyway, sure. I know he's. I know he's from Forbidden <laughs> Planet. Anyway, but one of the the people in the back is in the time machine, uh, from the the movie The Time Machine. Yes. That is, yes. and he actually uh, disappears okay. when they. Yeah, come the next back. cut. He's he, he yeah he's disappeared. People are looking at the ground like where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I love those little the little things in there. Those little touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely adds to. The rewatchability, probably, for that movie. So, yeah, those touches were nice for setting up this this world, Paul. Something that I liked about this movie was how they set up all the characters, especially, like, Mrs. Deagle, I thought, was set up really well as the villain, just how she came in, how they introduced her, setting really? up uh, Billy and... Uh, was it Phoebe? No, I totally remember. I, why can't Kate. I remember her? Thank you, Kate. Let's call her Kate, because either that's her <laughs> first name... No, name or last name. Okay. We'll the Notorious. <laughs> so I, I liked how they set up all the characters. They all felt like there was meaning to them. I, I missed that Judge Reinhold wasn't in it more. I, I, I feel yeah, like I was, they gave him a fabulous setup, but then nothing. Yeah, I, that's actually what I, me and my dad were watching it last night, and mm-hmm. that was one of my main comments. I was like, where is Judge? Yeah, I was yeah. expecting him to be in there more. Yeah. He found a weenie whistle, and he's gone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, let's go back to you, Chase. What's something else you liked? Um, probably my favorite. Well, well not, not my favorite, but the stair lift. Um, yes. Going around and then sending her out the window. Definitely mm. one of my favorites. I think that's Absolutely. one of my favorite scenes in most 80s movies. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is also, I have that down as one of my likes because it's my biggest laugh out loud moment is when <laughs> she is sent up and then out the window. This it's poor old lady is just, oh, just gave. Not that I want to see old ladies hurt or flown out windows. Oh, no, but I, think I guess I think the buildup for it, 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 it just was <laughs> pulled off spectacularly. It was. It, so, yeah, that was. That wasn't one of my favorite things, but I did love that moment. That was, that was quite impressive. Uh, something else that I liked though was why I just I thought the mom was just man. I, so you often hear when you when people talk about like strong female characters, uh, you'll hear the the typical ones people bring out are like uh, Ripley, uh, Sarah Connor Ripley's from believe it or not. Terminator. I mean, and uh, like. Uh, 
Furiosa from, from no, I would never bring up Dorothy from Oz. Oh, you know funny. how I feel about Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I know that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, this mom in this movie, wow! I was just like so impressed that she just like gremlins are in her in her kitchen. She's visibly like scared, but she just she just goes through. Takes out one in the mixer, then then slashes slashes at him, puts it in the microwave. How gro- that was like the grossest part for me is that microwave. It was yeah. most amazing. It was I mean, it was, was definitely amazing, it's on my but, list of likes uh, too. Uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's it's one of my favorites. Do you guys talk much about the actual production of uh, a lot of these aspects? Like in that scene, for instance, the use of balloons. No, no, go no, it. go for it. Yeah. I mean that was like the main special effect like ingredient for like most of that scene was actually oh, balloons. Oh really? Oh so, that... yeah, the the special effects guy that's really much what he used for everything, the microwave, um there's oh the actual gremlins popping out of the back, so those are all just like, balloons. Oh that's so, I, so I like love. balloons filled with liquid or Yeah, exactly. I mean and that, that's what I think find just so interesting using something so simple mm-hmm. uh, but making it seem so realistic. Oh totally. And, I mean so gory <laughs> truthfully but what's funny about the mom in that scene too though is that i don't know if you guys know what they originally kind of wrote for her so no. originally yeah, they, yeah. Go well, they uh, oh go okay. ahead Be- uh, before you go into what she they originally wrote for her i'm gonna go on the opposite end of the spectrum of francisco's here and you can bring us in the middle what they originally wrote for her because i thought she's a freaking psychopath why. <laughs> um the actress francis lee mccain she also was the mom in back to the future we missed that one francisco oh that's and, where i knew i recognized her from somewhere else <laughs> And and Frank Welker did a lot of the gremlin voices. Anyway, he's we'd be here movie. all night if we listened. I know. <laughs> so anyway, we cut from the scene at the high school where like the teacher is like losing an arm and like dies somehow from this gremlin. Right. Then we cut to the mom, and she knows that there's like a gr- these gizmo like creatures upstairs, and everyone's gone, and they're starting to make noise. She doesn't know they're bad, but she hears noise and she grabs a knife immediately. And I'm thinking, oh, she's going to start hacking them just once everyone's out of the the house. Like she went into full like thrasher mode without them attacking her first. So she's the (laughs) psycho one in this film. (laughs) Paul, let me ask you this. Yes. Let me ask you this. There's a noise upstairs. Oh yeah, it's my yeah. son's pets. If, if you, I'm gonna go up there with a knife and chop him up. Let's say your ahead. son's also yelling though. He's yelling to get out of the house. Now, okay, yeah, part. This is my memory. Sorry, I saw it a couple days ago. I don't remember. Did he call before then or after then? He called when she was up in the attic. I believe. Yeah, exactly. See, yes. She went up there with a knife before <laughs> the call. Well, she was ready. Intruder. I mean, for all she no, knows, she so knows that her 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 dog had babies or whatever, you know, and she's gonna go hack them up anyway. So that's the opposite side. No, so I'm sorry, what, what Paul. Was, if you see, yeah. if okay, you, yes, let's say you hear something like you're not expecting to hear a sound somewhere, and you're like, okay, this that's my really answer is Care Bear. Let me finish. Okay, and sorry. then you you go up and then you go downstairs and you see this like let's say you see a big I don't know rat or a big uh a giant spider i don't know some something you're not expecting to see are you going to be like oh hey little buddy how you doing Come i'm on, not gonna go grab a knife first if i hear a sound where i think my son's pets are yeah i always have a knife in my pocket so we're always good that's fine is that out ready to slice <laughs> It better not be those pets. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma, guys. I it's hope it's an works. intruder in the house. Have you cleared leather with that knife? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, Anyway, guys. so what was the scene originally written? So Christopher Columbus, the, the writer of the mm-hmm. movie, actually mm-hmm. wrote it super gory. Oh, really? They pulled, they pulled the movie way, way back. Uh, oh, I wow. think they, they originally killed the dog and decapitated the mom. In the oh, original wow. Oh, yeah, so Jeez. that's super tame compared to what it used to be. <laughs> wow. Well, I I I appreciate that she would collect herself enough to defend her home. I really yeah. appreciate that. So that's why I'm I glad like. she lived and the dog. Okay. Well, I really liked the mom. Paul thought she was a psycho. 
but I'm glad Chase she really liked the the use of production balloons. We're we're all over the place in terms of what we how we felt about the scene in the kitchen. That's fine, but let's let's focus in on the thing that we really loved about this movie, the, the our classic makers, and let's start back to Chase. What's the thing you liked most about this movie when you rewatched it recently? Gizmo, yeah, hands down. Uh, originally, Gizmo was supposed to be actually like turned into a gremlin. <gasps> so oh, they man. took that back. Steven Spielberg actually helped work that out and kept Gizmo as like this hero, like this cuddly creature that mm-hmm. everyone continues to love. Yeah. So I mean, Gizmo, hands down, just keeping him that like innocent life, mm-hmm. <clears throat> hands down favorite. I wonder if if he had turned um, into a gremlin, if this would have swung up much more into the horror genre as opposed to it'd be more of a horror yeah. with comedic elements as opposed to a. a I well, guess if they kept the happened. the mom dead and de- to well, yeah, I guess that the dog, really then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's much more like the 2017 Gremlins, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. So, okay. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's Gizmo. Totally. Paul, uh, was Gizmo your classic maker or was something it else? It absolutely was because nice. that little cute guy is the best. And I loved, I know in a lot of scenes you can tell it's a puppet because, you know, our adult eyes are used to that kind of thing. But I thought he, the puppetry in this was amazing and he was so expressive. I mean, even the gremlins themselves, when they turned evil, I thought they were very expressive as well in some of their puppetry. But mm-hmm. especially Gizmo, the, the Mogwai, before they lost all their hair and cocooned up, mm-hmm. I thought... <laughs> Uh, was uh, very well done, masterfully done. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the... We get, we've just been building off one another, guys, because that's my classic maker. It's just it's Gizmo, his puppetry, and also the variety of gremlins. Like, each of them seem mm. to have a different personality, and it's mm. not just visual distinctions. Like, Stripe, I think, is probably the one that's the most visually different. Other than that, it's just different costuming. But they, they different ones act differently, and just the gags they do, I just, my I, my mind kept trying to tell me, these are all fake, Francisco. And then the other part of my mind is like, wow, th- these are like real things because they're just done so well. There's so much life put into the puppetry of these of these gremlins. It's just so amazing. And so I kept having this competition in my head. I kept trying to say, no, that's not real. Yes, it is real. Um I know that may sound ridiculous to some, but that's no, it's totally, totally understandable. <laughs> you got that, Paul? It's understandable. Oh, Chase agrees. Yeah, I, I agree too. In fact, seeing that it was like the biggest chunk of their budget, I mean, I would hope they'd be the <laughs> yeah, best part. True. Yeah, I, I was, I was literally, literally, I was surprised that this wasn't like a Jim Henson or Stan Winston thing. Mm. It was some other. Uh, it wasn't. I thought it was Stan Winston. Okay. Yeah, it was I some, assumed. So. It was some other like uh, gremlins, like gremlins created by someone else who I didn't recognize. I didn't. Yeah, I, I thought he just up. came up with the character, like in the story wise. Oh, I maybe, didn't research maybe, it. Maybe it was more that, but regardless. Uh, well, maybe. Do you have yeah, yeah, to I actually have no idea. Oh. <laughs> research <laughs> all the balloons, but don't know who made the gremlins. That's fine. I know. Apparently, I should have looked that up. <laughs> yeah, because we don't yeah. do research. <laughs> what? No, that those. So obviously we're we're sort of in the same camp as to what we liked about this movie, at least what we love most about this movie. So we asked on social media what you all remember about Gremlins. But before we get to your answers, let's go around and answer the trivial question, which again was, if some real creature unexpectedly appeared before you, what would it have to be to make you audibly react or maybe in the case of Paul, grab for a knife? So let's no, go. No, I wouldn't grab for a knife on my answer. <laughs> Fine. Because I already you... said my answer. It's a Care Bear. I would a- a- real, react. What real creature would oh. make you audibly react, Paul? Oh, sorry. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and start. It's it's probably, uh, it's it's a little wimpy, but I swear every time I, I'm walking like out, uh, outside to like take out the trash, if I, I if a spider comes into my vision like just before I run into it, I'm like ah. Yeah. So hey, did you hear they're spiders. remaking Arachnophobia? Yes, I did hear that. How about you, Chase? Everything except it would be on the inside. 
I don't actually ever really like scream out loud, but man, I will oh, go okay. like pale <laughs> and just drop to the ground in some instances. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm having uh, trouble trying to think of something. Because it'd be pretty much that, everything. Yeah, and anything you know that you don't expect, but I typically yeah. don't react. Oh well, it's fifty-fifty, I guess, and okay. there's nothing. Because like I th- I've ran into snakes and that just I hate snakes but I've been very quiet you know so I don't know I thought I think if I saw a Care Bear in real life that would make me react. Well, there's tons audibly. of stuff from mo- like if I saw a gremlin in real life I'd probably react. That I'd be way like, too. oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> that sounded like a gremlin right there. <laughs> there's your gizmo for you okay well now let's now that we've answered the trivial question (laughs) let's get to uh first off people in uh on twitch that are here thank you so much for being here uh and let's read some of their feedback or some of their memories about gremlins so uh concerned caller says gremlins is an honorary christmas movie fair enough and had classic music uh and the practical effects were on point nice uh, let's see. Dale says uh, Gizmo. Uh, it sounds like Gizmo was his classic maker. His singing or humming to certain pieces of music. That was another cool thing that yeah. I, I want to mention. Like, I, I don't know if maybe if this gets into your dislikes, maybe this would undo it for you guys. But for watching this movie, I'm like, how are they? How do they get all those uh, gremlins into the, to watch Snow White? What's the point of that? Mob mentality. Well, yeah, but then it keeps them there, and it's they're, like they're singing with it. And I almost mm-hmm. wonder if music is something that sort of can lull gremlins to mm-hmm. you or to some place. Pied Piper. It's interesting how that ma- that's maintained even in their gremlin state Demise. from their mogwai state. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, and then uh, Dale also says, I want to give a shout-out to K. Luke. K. Luke. Key Luke. Oh, is that he's the was, original master from okay. Kung Fu? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed seeing uh, Luke around throughout the seventies and eighties, and then yeah, Gizmo was his classmaker. Cool. I know Kung Fu. No, oh my gosh, show me. <laughs> okay, Lawrence. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we'll get to uh, feedback we got from social media when we went on and asked, "What do you remember about Gremlins?" First, Josh Berkey says, "Underrated eighties classic." LJ Lowry says, not a whole lot, unfortunately. We'll definitely be watching along with you guys, though. Oh, yeah, let's not forget this is where Furbies came from. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Eric Purcell says... Wait, 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 wait. You're not going to go more into the Furbies, Francisco? (laughs) I didn't get all those comments, no. No, but even your side. I don't... Why Why do I need to bring that up again? Uh, all right. What, again? Have you ever brought it up on the podcast? I, I have on stream. I don't know if I have on the podcast. Okay. Well, if I, I was a Furby know, for Halloween one year. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you were a Furby for how many Halloweens? Just one. Only one? Okay. Well, there you go. <sighs> Eric Purcell says, bright light, bright light. Uh, one, don't get them wet. Two, don't feed them after midnight. Three, avoid bright lights. That microwave scene is seared into my brain. What a Christmas movie, smiley face. Uh, Furbies were much more frightening. <laughs> he said in response to LJ. Uh, Dirty C4, he says, Gizmo, universal backlot, Christmas time, and one of the gruesome deaths in a blender. I really wish they could remake this on Netflix with a Stranger Things vibe. Who would win in a fight, gremlins or minions? I think gremlins for sure. How about you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they're more uh, vicious. Yeah. But Universal Studio Backlot, I never caught that. Oh, really? Before yeah, watch. But this valid. watch, yeah, I once you see it, you cannot unsee yeah. it. It's like, oh, I'm back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that guy? Uh, where's that homeless man on the... Barry Goldman or whatever his name was. I don't Crazy know. Was it drunk pedestrian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, Sarah Haley says the dad dressed as Santa dying in the chimney, trying to surprise his kids' backstory, scarred for life. Oh my gosh, that is the one thing. If I were to ever meet Chris Columbus, the director and writer uh-huh. of this, uh, he's the director of other things. Yes. So, um, yeah. 
that's the number one question I would ask him is, did you come up with that backstory or did you hear that from somebody else and you plugged it in? Because yeah. It's an that, urban legend. Uh, oh, yeah. is it? Oh, yes. okay. From this, it, though, or, or before? No, oh. they, ju- they decided to throw it in there because they okay. just wanted to pay tribute to that urban legend. Because oh, I've heard it in other things since then, but not before. Now, I'm not. I'm barely older than the Gremlins myself to some people, so I don't have that backstory. So it's good to know that he's not that warped that he thought came up with it on his own. So now I don't have anything to ask Chris Columbus. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Except for his autograph. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Edwards says, I remember that the writers forgot how time zones work. <laughs> We no, might get in, we might get into that, but go ahead. In, okay, I was about to say in what way because I thought this all took place in Hill Valley. But it's all it's always midnight somewhere on the Earth. So what does it mean? Oh, to I thought feed that something after midnight? Yeah. is that what he meant? I because think that's that's I, the the issue I've had in prior times. Because I think that's just I thought it was the midnight of that time period. I'll say it know? might just be based on where the moon is, you right? Know, at a certain time or well, but the moon's then, at different places during. Like, if I you want to get technical, it's always after midnight from the previous day. Well, yeah. so <laughs> that's why I was thinking. So, but I thought about this a little bit more in case we we came to this. And, and here I we will are. say, <laughs> fight me, Paul. I will say that if. When it's midnight, I guess you could say that celestially speaking, that's probably the time that the Earth, one side of the Earth is the furthest away from the sun. So maybe it has something to do with, I don't know, some gravimetrics or some other funky Star Trek words I'm going to pull out of my bum. But it didn't say at midnight. It said after midnight. After midnight. midnight. So maybe maybe there's some polarity in the cosmos and the Aurelia Borealis is lighting swamp gas that makes you think you're seeing an <laughs> alien. Pulls out that green skin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. But I would think maybe midnight's just sort of a demarcation for some sort of celestial event that happens and that it's easier to just say after midnight. I don't know. You know I thought it was just based ask. on the song. Yeah. After midnight. Oh, I don't know that song. Let it all hang out. That one? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's based on that, right? You know who we, we should, should ask? <laughs> Christopher Columbus? <laughs> no, I was going to say Celeste. Oh, yes. We should ask Celeste. Yes, I see what you did there, Paul. All right. uh, finally, wrapping up our <clears throat> trivial question, then we have one more question from uh, Twitch. Deborah Power says, I remember the cute little creatures turned very nasty and avoid this movie like the plague. That sounds just like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Josh, LJ, Eric, Dirty Steve, Sarah, Patrick, Deborah, and also Concerned Caller and Dale. And Dale also asks, uh, Gremlins or Critters? Who do you think would win in that fight? <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, I love, I like, I've never seen Critters. I know of them. I like Gremlins a bit more, so I'm going to just say Gremlins. Right. Yeah, I watched Critters way too young, so mm-hmm. that, oh, <laughs> just that idea just messes with me right now. <laughs> I'd probably say Critters, though. Okay. How about you, Paul? Do you have a I say Ewoks. Oh, my God. Because if they can the eat the, yeah, all right, fine, Tremors. Uh, Godzilla. Land, land Sharks. <laughs> Churches, okay. very small rocks, cider. So yeah, I guess I guess uh, uh, we're at a draw as to who would win in that fight, and that's fine. But are we at a draw as to what we dislike? Like we said, we all love the same thing about this movie, but do we have the same dislikes? Let's start with Paul. What's one thing you disliked about this movie? Okay, one of my dislikes actually has to do with <laughs> one of your likes, Francisco. Of course, it does. <laughs> I thought a lot of the characters were, well, I should say a few of the characters were overly exaggerated, like the old woman going around threatening everybody and killing their dog is way over the top, and it's it's really uh, goes to the unbelievable side to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. or it's kind of like, it's too much like of a cartoon. 
rather I, than real life? I'm not saying the characters were like well done, believable characters. I just thought they were set up like you knew who was going to be who. I felt like the setup for the characters was uh, was clear. It's still very Spielberg. I thought it was way too much focus on these characters that you never see again either. Well, it's I agree like with Judge Reinhold, but every other character I felt like we did see. What again. happened to the old lady? <clears throat> she went flying out the, the window. See, okay, that's what my wife said, and I thought that was a different old lady because her hair was gone. And not only that, it's like the way she was with the the cats, she had a totally different demeanor about her than out of this crabby old lady. No, that's the same demeanor because she hates people and loves cats. And she hated the carolers. And she hates dogs and loves cats. Okay, but did she survive? I don't know. Uh, Do you think you would survive that (laughs) at 70? Yeah, I'd be in the tree saying, somebody get me down. She wasn't moving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the anyway, gre- the I just gremlins outside Ader, obviously. Over over exaggerated okay. and and too much. All right. Uh Chase, did you feel like any part of this movie was over exaggerated to the point where you didn't like it? Oh no, I love over exaggeration. Okay. Especially <laughs> in these kind of movies. Eighties movies with over exaggeration, it makes the movie Ham it up. Uh, one of my dislikes though, I I kind of it was funny, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Way too little Judge Reinhold. Way yes. too little Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I think those characters could have really played some fun roles in the movie, mm-hmm. um, especially Corey Feldman. I think they introduced him just to say we had Corey Feldman in the movie is kind of what yeah. it felt like. It's just like there wasn't really a reason to him at all. Yeah. Well, and he, he's in a lot of Spielberg executive produced movies like this, Goonies. I, I feel like I, I read another one that was like that that he was in when I was going through his IMDb. So. I don't know why that is, but yeah, I would have loved to see more of him because he's he definitely has uh, charisma to him that he's enjoyable to watch. And he seemed a little more innocent in this yeah. than his later. This is before, before so he was a frog boy. Before he, yeah, before he, uh, maybe this happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, you don't see him at the end. This was before Goonies, and right, yeah, but he had anyway. more of a mouth on him there. <sighs> so I made that joke already. <laughs> oh, sorry. Something I didn't like. Was the the dad's invention gags like how they kept oh, not yeah. working, and I didn't Come really on, feel it's like setting they were... up the characters, Francisco. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Shaking my face at you right now, Paul. I I they didn't seem like I mean the inventions seemed very impractical for one, and then they kept just not working and working like you like you guys were saying the characters were over the top. Some of the ways these inventions malfunctioned were completely over the top. Like the oh, yeah. juicer, like oh, yeah. where's all this juice that's constantly coming yeah. out of this thing coming from? <laughs> yeah. And back up. <laughs> gosh, ew. <laughs> Just things like that were I don't know. They they seemed they took me out of the movie a bit. And uh I didn't really care for that. So I felt like that could However, be a bit more. However, whenever they messed up with him in the scene with the dad in the scene, I think it was okay. He he because played whenever, it off really like fun, the, yeah. the yeah, I loved the playoff at the very beginning. It. Whenever the the toothpaste just splattered all over me, just he kept talking. Is like yeah. wipes off easy, you yeah. know that kind of thing. Easy clean up. I think that worked, but yes. like yeah, everything else, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to Paul. What's something else you don't like? The music. <gasps> and oh, what do you like hearts. about the music? <clears throat> During the final, it's a memorable theme. The I could hum it for I you don't right now. Okay, beautiful. What I didn't like about the music is that, especially during the uh, finale, let's say, okay, yeah, it it kept jumping from suspenseful to not suspenseful, like you're at a circus. And it kept going from this a horror to com- and I know it's a comedy horror, mm. but I thought it was so drastic, <laughs> right? Is it? I I would. It uh, doesn't seem that funny, actually. But uh, no, I mean it's definitely meant to be a comedy horror, right? Exactly. And I thought that it was such a drastic change from one. It wasn't even. It didn't let moments breathe, mm. and the music was not a helpful component in that. Okay, I, I I I would disagree. I felt like I'm more yeah, on board with know. Chase at the music. You liked it. I didn't. I, you know what? I think the music was on point, definitely. But I do I do think a lot of the things that were going on in the scenes. I completely agree with you on that. There you go. A good a good compromise, I'd say. 
Uh, <laughs> I agree with you, but you're wrong. <laughs> Chase, what what else did you find disagreeable about this movie? Oh, I hated the Santa Dad story. Oh, it's the worst. You know what? <laughs> I didn't. What, like, what like, makes but, it so bad? I mean, it it's, it's like me, like some of you guys. Well, wow. right, right, right. So, why is it the worst for you? I mean, for, it's just so over the top. Okay. And it feels oh, like, oh. I don't know, if we're talking about that whole exaggerated thing earlier, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like that was the exaggerated moment of the entire movie. It That really? completely took me out of the movie. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that story alone. I was totally invested yeah, in it. It wasn't believable to you? Sad. Oh, not, not, at, not at all. Oh, wow. It was believable to me. But <laughs> Chase, why are you so jaded? <laughs> no, but maybe it's the way Kate told it maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> <laughs> though though were you aware it, th- this is maybe a factor were you aware that was an urban legend before seeing the movie or at least seeing it as an adult no uh, okay okay then it run totally had no idea okay fine chase i thought she was gonna <laughs> say she hated christmas because she was jewish at the beginning but then that turned out not to be true is she actually that was actually i don't or something i don't know but it oh. turned out not to be the reason i meant oh okay that's interesting <laughs> that story didn't really affect me as much something that did bother me though got my wrinkles a little bit up was okay so they get gizmo wet accidentally that's fine and it's like wow there's all these gremlins that pop up but it was a rule not to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it to the science teacher and just drop some more water on just to show. Whoa, how cool this thing is. He didn't tell the science teacher that rule. No, no, no. Um, Billy oh, you're, you're, he did show it to him. Though. Billy does it. Billy puts right. the water on. So that's what you don't like. He didn't tell him that's a no no. He's like, oh, check this no no out. No. That he just like, oh, well, whatever. That rule didn't really affect the gremlins that much well, or the yeah. mogwai that much. I'll just do it again. It's, yeah. Uh, the, it was just it's a guy like boiling water on his back. I think like, it was also like just right after his dad talked about them that that's going to be the moneymaker, right? So maybe he was just excited in the moment. I don't. <laughs> Maybe I don't really remember that part, but it, I, so Chase, not being a, a a a regular listener of this show, a commonality for me is kids oh, disobedient disobedient kids that don't have <laughs> any sort of comeuppance for their disobedience. That's that's okay. So this if you is have an that movie, it's gonna be I'm gonna call you on. <laughs> so that's something that <laughs> bothered me. Uh, I mean. Oh wow, he got a scratch on his arm, but big deal, big whoop. He yeah. he survived. Yeah. Not okay. He should have died. Yeah. Okay. Uh now let's get to <laughs> I'm not being extreme, you're being extreme. Now let's get to our extreme tragedy makers, the things we hated the most about gremlins. And you know what? I'm gonna let Paul start. I don't know why, but okay. Uh <laughs> I don't know why either. Well, but okay. I decided that. There is a <laughs> This is a creature feature, and when you watch creature features or anything with Muppets or puppets or any unreal thing, Mm -hmm. there is a suspension of disbelief that you bring to the movie. Yes. And it's kind of like, you know, I know Muppets don't exist, but for the sake of the movie, I'm going to pretend that they do so I can enjoy the movie. Mm -hmm. Except when those... That tiger interacts with those wolves in a way that completely breaks any type of reality. I well, it. that's your issue, not <laughs> mine, with the Jungle Book. Anyway, we're talking about the Gremlins I know, here. I know. So this movie, The Gremlins, starts that, that up towards the beginning when uh, the father gives the son the mogwai, the 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 creature, mm-hmm. and it is a puppet. So you put on your suspension of disbelief and find it's one of those movies. Mm-hmm. But when a movie gets to the point where it's so zany and over the top that it's it just pulls you out more than once it's so frustrating that it ruins the suspension of disbeliefs and it makes you stop at least for me stop caring so was it 
like too many use of the gremlin puppets that pulled you out you're saying i'll tell you what was the moment that jumped the shark for me the stop motion animation of all the for chase it sounds like like if if there was a moment for him it would be the santa story Mm -hmm. for me is when the gremlins outside were out christmas caroling with the hats on it's like oh no this is so ridiculous and over the top. It's one of those. But they like and to there sing, goes, Paul. Huh? They like to sing. They like to sing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, you haven't My seen Gremlins too. Don't. Yeah, I've never seen Gremlins too, and, and we'll find out if I ever do later. Anyway, <laughs> it's episode just five hundred so of the Retro Rewind podcast. Over the top. It ruins all suspension of disbelief for me. It just don't care about what's going on and that makes me care less oh, about the movie. Oh, really? Okay. So you don't at that point you don't even care if they they survive it. Because it's a stupid movie with singing <laughs> puppets. Just like it's Muppets like, Christmas Carol. Stupid movie with singing puppets. I get it. I get okay. it. Okay. Now that's a great movie with singing <laughs> puppets. Because it's not so over the top that I go like this is ridiculous. Uh, no, it's so over the top that it's it's supposed to be over the top. Well, see, the, this up isn't. to that point, it wasn't, so I didn't believe All right. it. All right, Bentley, you agree? <laughs> All right. Upset. Bentley's upset that I just like Muppets Christmas Carol. That's well, bad. and that he can't sing like yeah. apparently other creatures can't. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's go to Chase for his uh, tragic maker. I'll I'll build off that a little bit. Okay. I I am very close to the same belief. Um, this is how I feel about it. Okay, it feels like a college film student mm. who's a huge fan of Steven Spielberg was given millions of dollars to make a movie, <laughs> and Joe that Johnson. like I'm, so I'm a, I was a film major in college, and this oh, would cool. be the movie I would have written probably mm-hmm. back when I was 21 (laughs) and it just feels like it's just way too much money and effort. And like that, those just eighties, I don't know, I guess creature feature, like that feel that is just so over the top and everything feels off, but specifically the VOs at the beginning and the end from the dad. Oh yeah. That are completely out of nowhere, you know, like completely throws you in a different story altogether it feels like i mean that those kind of like things that are in and out throughout the movie are definitely my biggest dislikes if i was to be specific those vo's i think are definitely my biggest dislike wow. vo being voiceover correct yeah yes ah oh, man i tend to like voiceovers but i understand it, it's definitely like oh we showed this to an audience and they didn't understand what's going on Let's have the actor do a voiceover at the beginning and the end. Yes. But it does exactly. make it... If the voiceover lasts throughout the entire movie, that totally makes sense. Okay. But having it just like on yeah. the, the beginning and the end definitely throws yeah. you off a bit. And yeah. you know what? I think that even that bolsters makes... your point of it seeming like a like a, a, a school project movie because it does feel like yeah. almost like an after school special. Like, this is the moral of the story now. And this is the, yes. these were the characters in the quiet. It might as well have been a black and white movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have felt like a college uh, film if it was just black and white. There you go. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that leaves that. my tragic maker, which is actually uh, disparate from your guys's. For me, and this is weird because the the thing I just like the most is that none of the characters seem to go on any sort of. Uh, don't no seem arc. to have any sort of arc yet. They don't seem to grow at all. I, I realize this is, I guess, when you're looking at, at from the main character's point of view, this is a survival movie, and so it's it's why can't it just be enough for them to survive? And I guess there's something to that, but I, I feel like even at the end, it's not like they grew to realize. You know what? That we're we. It would have been something else if they decide either Billy decide or the dad decide. You know what? This this creature is too much for us. We need to give it back to where it was because it's just going to fall into the wrong hands or we're not going to be able to keep it safe or something. Then that would have shown growth on their part of and maturity. But no, the grandpa comes back and we. it seems like, oh, well, we got to have danger that once. Now we'll just keep Mogwai or keep Gizmo and pretend none of this ever happened. <laughs> but Remember, it was his moneymaker. Uh, yes. It was, <laughs> I mean, you can't give it away. Can't kill the golden goose, but so that—that's what bothered me. I felt like 
the movie was a bit more amateurish, I suppose. Uh, that's how I'll phrase it. Because it didn't have that extra element of growth to at least one of the characters. I don't feel like any of the characters grew, really. Maybe oh, Gizmo became more brave. That's about it. But <laughs> oh, No, I, I definitely it. think it just has a movie. It was just t- too hard of a mix between the comedy and the horror. It, mm-hmm. it turned into more of a B-movie than it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe the horror. cast was too much. It, it, instead of focusing more on one person's or a few people's growth, they're like, hey, let's introduce the crazy neighbor and let's introduce the mom with the kids that are starving, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Very strange. So those were the things we didn't like about Gremlins. Now, before we give our final rating, we want to let you know that the guys over at the Feeling Film Podcast covered this movie. So if you want more Gremlins in your life, you can check out their mini-sode, which was uh, their mini-sode number 34 for that. And if you want to hear a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that is really well produced, check out We're All Doomed, where the goblins are the good guys. At doomedcast.com. A little plug Who's there. For, that? Uh, this guy named Chase Lehman does it with uh, <laughs> some of his family and friends. It's amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've done that, let's get to our firing solution. Alice, let us know how this movie did in finality. Something like that. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Okay, so do we rate Gremlins a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see it, whether they've seen it before or not. A nostalgic movie, it's only worth a rewatch. Like if you saw it as a kid, you'd probably appreciate watching it again. Or a tragic, we'd recommend no one watch this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. Let's start with our guest, Chase. How do you rate Gremlins? Definitely nostalgic. Nostalgic. I, I really wanted to. I wanted to push classic, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't hit all the check marks for me. Okay, fair enough. See that. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What check marks did it make for you? Unfortunately, I didn't see this movie for the first time till I was an adult, mm-hmm. and I think it may suffer the same thing that people say about the movies Goonies that. When they see it for the first time as an adult, they just don't get what makes it so, um, you know, what makes it stand out in society. Yeah. Um, Even though I didn't see it as a kid, I was definitely alive uh, at the time. I mean, I I was wearing the Gizmo t-shirt and eating Gremlin cereal. Oh, really? I don't know why. Yeah, that is (laughs) Especially given your Uh, mom did like this. (laughs) But really liked Furbies. <laughs> I, I guess because the, the marketing was out there in full force, you know, and kids were like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah. you know, parents will buy it. Oh, sure. You know, because it's the 80s. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, I didn't like it as an, uh, when I saw it the first time, and I didn't really like it all that much when I saw it this last time. So, oh. for me personally, I would rate it, I would rate it a tragic, but I can see why people like it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, it's going to be tragic. Yeah. You know what, guys? I got to say, this movie was just terrible. Lee Fun this is such a classic, guys. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? I was really hoping for that joke. I had so... <laughs> I, I don't know why I had so much fun watching this, but I legitimately did. I, I just... I don't know if I was just invested in the puppetry or what about... It, maybe it's just long enough between since I've seen it last that it was mm. fresh mm-hmm. uh, that I, I just appreciate. I was I, I was really engaged with like Stripe and his journey. His journey. Wow. That's <laughs> that anti-hero I thought strike. there were no arcs. <laughs> I didn't think about Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't classify it his, as an arc. But. His journey from Mogwai <laughs> to Cocoon to, to Skeleton. <laughs> yeah, to not as much of an arc. <laughs> just really steep incline. <laughs> and then a cliff. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I just, I didn't, I didn't find it funny. I wouldn't have pegged it as a comedy. I guess there were some parts that were somewhat humorous. But I, yeah, I just, as a creature feature, I really, I, I dug it. It was, mm. it was, is good. It wasn't overly gory. I mean, mainly the gore was the gremlins dying. There wasn't a lot of like human gore or anything, which was I, I appreciate. Blood's okay, but red if you, blood is not <laughs> exactly. If yes. you really want to see like a better version of gremlins, just watch Stranger Things season two. All right, there you go. go. Good to know. I haven't seen any of the Stranger Things, so I oh, wouldn't know. Oh man! <laughs> wah, wah. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> That's okay. Awesome, guys. Well, so with that, unfortunately, I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to average. Just kidding, Paul. Don't worry. Yep, that's fine. We're we're at a draw. We have a classic and nostalgic and tragic. So we will be going to the patrons and asking them, who are at the, I believe, $5 a month level or more, we'll be asking them to vote, and we will get the final reign to you. Now, Francisco from the future. Hi, I'm Francisco from the future. <laughs> and I rate this, the rating of this movie is... Oh, Paul from the past, you kidder. Yes, it is I, Francisco, from the future and your past, good listener. And thanks to our reflex capacitors, we have a final reign according to the Retro Rewind podcast. We rate Gremlins, a highly disputed classic movie. So I was right. Oh, yeah, Paul. And now back to the crew from the past. All right, Alice. Now that we've done our final reign, take us back to good old 2018. 2018. Sets online. Receiving incoming transmission. Okay, a couple announcements. First, uh, thanks to Rathion for all the feedback he's given us uh, via Twitter as he plows through all our episodes. I, I, it seems like he's going through our entire backlog. I'm not sure, but thank you so much for all, for all your continued feedback, Rathion. Or picking the good ones that he likes. And there are a lot of good ones to choose from. That's true. Uh, second, if you have been wanting to support the podcast for a while, but can't find the extra buck or two a month to do so on Patreon, then you can actually send a couple bucks our way. If you have an Amazon prime membership, uh, what? I have what I have a video on how you can do that over on YouTube. You can, so you can go to youtube.com slash retro rewind podcast, or I have a quick link. Uh, if you just go to retro rewind podcast.com slash twitch prime T W I S. T-C-H-P-R-I-M-E, just like you'd expect to spell Twitch Prime, that'll send you over to the video as well. Speaking of which, much like how we recognize our reflux capacitors at the top of the show, we're going to be thanking our Twitch subscribers here at the end. So thank you to what we are calling our Twitch circuits. See how it's like time circuits, but Twitch, Uh reflux capacitor, but Yeah. yeah, okay. So thank you to Chris Nitz and Doc Holiday 364 Now, on to an, uh, more announcements. Vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also watch us record these very podcasts live right now as we're recording, as well as other live stream video games and pixel art illustration. If you follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. But if you want to find me specifically, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. Or just listen to the next episode when we cover the movie Grease from 1978. Hey, Francisco, have you heard of Grease? It's the I, word. I, is it? I thought bird was the word. Yeah, that's even more of a word, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you, Paul, so much for uh, not turning into a gremlin during this episode. I appreciate that. Oh, it's not midnight where I am, oh, okay. but I don't know how time zones work. So, for so chase, you can still so. eat. There's a reason this video is not on. Okay. <laughs> no, we want to see that. Uh, no, I don't know about okay, that. Fair enough. But yeah, thank you so much, Paul. Uh, as always, love doing the show with oh, you. Oh, thank you thanks very for, much. Yeah, thanks for being my co-host, and uh, have a Rexo. have a good one. All see right, you later. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that right now. Have a good one yourself. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I also am very grateful to our guest, Chase Lehman, for coming on to discuss Gremlins with us. Uh, Chase, could you please uh, tell us how people can find you online? And is there anything like a podcast you would like to promote? Of course. I'm going to promote my podcast, We're All Doomed. You can find us on Twitter, at DoomedCast, pretty much anywhere, at DoomedCast. So look us up. Awesome, awesome. And do you... How how many... 
I, I, I'm a fan of the show. I, I've really enjoyed listening to it uh, so Thanks. far. And you should be too. Go listen to doomcast.com. I am, I'm curious, when's the next episode coming out? Like if, let's say people uh, go listen. Should have, should have come out on Tuesday, but I'm not done. So oh, okay. it'll come out this weekend. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you, by the time you're listening to this, you will have five episodes. Well, if you count the intro, intro episode, six episodes to listen to. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Chase. And uh, hopefully you'll come back again. Oh, anytime. Awesome. Uh, but most of all, I mean, Chase and Paul are, are great and all. But most of all, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right now, wherever you're listening, whatever you're doing, uh, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you are a part of our Rewinder community, thank you for spending time with us. And we really do pray that you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can, find, you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Well, that's the podcast, so if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell, there just might be a gremlin in your house. Ain't got nobody got time for that. (laughs) Bye, Billy. (laughs)